0: Welcome to the next episode of the Project Do-It-Yourself podcast. I'm Avi. This podcast is sponsored by Project Do-It-Yourself. Check us out on Instagram at Project Do-It-Yourself. This week, I'm here with Kelly talking about spinning. Hey, Kelly, thanks for joining today. Would you be able to give us a brief background about your, what you do for a day job and where you're living?
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I live in a small town called Gunnedah in rural New South Wales, Australia. And I grew up here, so it's my hometown. I'm a mum. I have two small kids and a husband. And my day job is actually my only job, which is very exciting to be at this point. But essentially, I'm a membership owner. And I teach people how to spin yarn.
0: That's neat to be able to have that as a full-time thing that you're you're passionate about.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. I used to work, obviously, before I had kids. And then after having kids, it just never quite felt right to go back to my pre-maternity job. So it's um, worked out really well.
0: So what is it like to spin yarn? How does that work?
1: <laughs> oh, it's really fun. It's a lot of people think it's quite old fashioned, but it is gaining in popularity. And essentially we as spinners kind of step in between fibre production and yarn. So we will buy fleece from a sheep or cotton that's been processed and turn it into yarn. So when we get it, it's all fluffy. And then most of us use wooden spinning wheels and a little bit like Sleeping Beauty (laughs) and then we turn it into yarn that can be used for anything from knitting to weaving, crocheting, various different art forms or like very practical things so anything you really want.
0: So you buy the fleece, you do the spinning and then you also might use it if you're going to make something or sell it to somebody is that part of the okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I started out just selling my yarn and then grew from there. So yeah, there's lots of different things you can do.
0: So what's the process like again for, for you, you get the fleece and then how yep. do you convert it to yarn? What do you do? What does the <laughs> the wheel part do? Like how, how does this work?
1: Yeah. So if you were going to take a fleece, for example, it would be shorn from the sheep or the alpaca or whatever, taken off the animal. And then it gets fairly well cleaned and washed and scoured and they pick all of the vegetable matter out of it. And you can buy either just a raw fleece and do all that yourself or you can buy it commercially processed. So you get it to a state where it's clean, it doesn't have any burrs or prickles or grass left in it, and then you can prepare it for spinning. So sometimes you can blend it with other colours and make, there's very different forms, but we make things called bats or rollags or punies or (laughs) all sorts of different shapes to put the fleece in. And then you will spin it. So essentially, the spinning wheel takes the fibers and twists them. And the twist is what creates the strength and creates the transition from loose fibers into yarn. So that's the basic step-by-step.
0: Yeah. No, that's that. that, you said that's basic, but it still seems like a lot of steps to do. So (laughs) I'm sure once you saw it laid out, it would be be faster. You mentioned colors. Are you dyeing the yarn or do you just the manufacturer already have it colored before you get there?
1: Yeah, you can do either way. So there's three kind of categories, I guess. You can do no dyeing and you can just use natural colours. There are lots of fibres that come in like dozens of different colours. Camel and alpaca come in a huge range of natural colours. So some people will just use natural colours. I do a bit of everything. So I will buy natural colours and just use them. I will buy white and dye it myself. And then if you're talking about dyeing, you can either do natural dyeing with pigments from plants or... Or you can use uh, like a chemical acid reactive kind of dye, a bit like if you're dyeing like a cotton t-shirt or something like that, similar to that process.
0: Do those colors stay fast or do you have to be careful about washing the the yarn after you've used it or
1: or knitted it? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a whole, like you can be a spinner without knowing how to dye at all. And that's where I am. I I dabble in dyeing, but there is definitely an art, a lot of the dyeing process like the pH has to be correct you have to use a mordant you have to wash it correctly make sure it doesn't felt so there is quite a few steps to dyeing fiber or yarn but it is really fun so I do that just for my own if I'm going to knit something for my kids I'll probably dye that fiber because it's a bit more exciting to do the whole process yourself.
0: So back to the spinning so are there different sizes of yarn that you can make with the wheel or how does that work like the different thickness right because yeah. i know from crocheting that you can get different size yarn to crochet because i used yeah. to crochet
1: yeah so. yeah oh, that's cool yeah so basically there's i don't know how many types probably like hundreds of different types of wheels not so much now but a lot of people used to make their own wheels so there's a whole bunch of handmade wheels that are just one-offs and then there's lots of big manufacturers internationally that produce that manufacture the wheels and each wheel is slightly different and um They all have different kind of main goals. So some spinning wheels are meant for art yarn and they have a one-inch orifice, which is like the little hole that the yarn goes through, that the fiber goes through. So if you have a really big orifice, you can spin like really chunky art yarn to make like a wall hanging or something like that, art installation. And then there's the more traditional wheels. I have an old-fashioned flax wheel that's actually got a weighted component that makes it a lot faster and a lot smoother. So it's for spinning almost like production spinning, like really fast, really fine fibers. So the wheels are all built a bit differently depending on what they should be used for.
0: Okay. Is this a manual? Like you're, Like you're I just pictured <laughs> that someone stepping, like as you said, Cinderella, you're stepping on the thing. It's like spinning, spinning, yeah. and spinning. You got to keep doing your effort.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what a... I use. So the treadle is the bit you put your foot on and okay. all of my wheels, just yeah, traditional kind of wheels. You can also spin on electric spinners, which are just like the top section of a spinning wheel. They don't have the foot power. So it's just like a hand control for the speed. Or you can use, there's a whole bunch of different spindles. So there's drop spindles or supported spindles. A lot of very traditional spinning was done on a spindle. So you'll get Turkish spindles and they're really quite fascinating to look at those ones.
0: What do you do? What are you thinking about while you're spinning yarn? What's what it? What's in your mind?
1: <laughs> Lots of different things. Myself, personally, I'm a bit of a true crime <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I'm very often spinning something beautiful while listening to a very gruesome true crime podcast. <laughs> But it is a beautiful pastime because you can watch a movie, you can be quite social if you have friends over or something, you can spin or, or you can just spin and focus on the fiber. So like, whatever mood you're in, it's very easy to spin while you're doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So does everybody bring their own spinning wheel over and you, you guys can all just sit around in a circle or whatever and chat? Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
1: Yes, I've tried. I've been trying for years now to convert most of my friends. I've only got a couple (laughs) to me, but we do have, there are, and I think in the States as well, in Australia, there's lots of like guilds. So you can go along to a local guild day and they have, you might have a dozen people with wheels and you can just sit and chat. Yeah, they're good fun to spin with other people and see what they're doing. So I do like that.
0: So on on that note, what's the cost or what does it take to get into spinning? How much money or what would you need to buy?
1: Yeah, there's and that's something I think that holds a lot of people back because the spinning world is like pretty big and there's loads, there's, you know, so many different choices to make, like what wheel, what fibre, but you can get into it really cheaper. You can actually make your own drop spindle out of an apple and a pencil or like a CD and a pencil and you can very wow. – You can do a really DIY version of a drop spindle and that's like the cheapest entry point for anyone, even if you don't make your own and you buy one. A drop spindle is really small, it's very portable, and then you just have to buy the fiber. But it's not super expensive. It can be a very expensive hobby if you get a little bit addicted and increase your flock of wheels and things like that.
0: (laughs) I think that's true for any hobby you might get into. Yes, exactly. When did you start doing this uh, again?
1: I started spinning for myself when I was at university in 11 years ago, maybe. And yeah, it was always just a hobby. My mom started and then I started and my sister does it as well. And then after having kids, I was just really resisting the traditional (laughs) nine to five that I had left. And I don't know, it it took a long time. It's very slow, but all of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe I should just do this for my full-time job. So yeah. yeah.
0: So so did your mom got you into that?
1: Yes. Yeah. So she, my dad actually gifted her a spinning wheel when I was an infant as an anniversary present and she just never could figure out how to use it, but she always kept it thinking one day I'll learn how to use this. So when she finally did learn how to use it, she was like, Oh, you'd love this. You'll have to come and learn. So it was perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. I, I'm trying to think of things that I've had that I've sat, I've sat around for a while that I haven't used and uh, probably should use at some point. I might really enjoy doing it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a matter of time, isn't it? Trying to get the <laughs> trying to get the time to do everything.
0: So, if you can think back to when you were first starting, or maybe you know this because you're helping people now uh, get into spending, what are some common frustrations that people have or maybe misconceptions that you might need to set people right so that they have success when they get into it?
1: Yeah, I think definitely a lot of people have trouble buying their first wheel, partially because they're often buying from someone who's not a spinner. So a lot of wheels come from like estate sales or garage sales. And if you don't know what to look for, you really don't know. If the wheel is even complete or working, or you can very easily buy a dud if you have no knowledge of what should be there and what should not be there. So I think buying your first wheel is a pretty. That's something I help a lot of people with all the time. Really, (laughs) they send me photos. Does this look like a good wheel? Because it is really hard to tell, and it's hard to know. Is that a good price? Is that? But yeah. So I always recommend to either get in touch with someone online that you send them a photo, or go with someone that's a spinner if you can find a friend just to help you because yeah, it is quite easy to. Just get the wrong wheel for what you wanted to do. So I think matching your aspirations to your wheel is quite an important step, but it is a bit of a hurdle for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, that, that, thank you. And as you mentioned, you this is something you're, you've been doing for a while. So you've been teaching people at this point for a period of time, right?
1: Yeah, I started working for myself about two and a half years ago. So only just very recently. But in the last year, that sort of ramped up. My kids are a little bit older now. And yeah, it's been really good. So... I'm loving it.
0: Thank you so much for being here and talking to me today.
1: Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It was a great chat.
0: Interested in learning more about spinning? Feel free to reach out to Kelly via Instagram. Check out the post at Project do it Yourself for more information. The theme song was written by Arlen Straussman. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.